Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Hello and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. In this episode, we're joined by Nicolas Grunier, a developer advocate at Typeform and veteran Airtable custom block builder. As a developer advocate, he helps developers build upon Typeform's existing platform to accomplish advanced or highly specialized use cases. Naturally, when it came time for Typeform to develop one of the first ever custom blocks released to the official blocks library, Nicola was the man to build it. More recently, he built one of the 10 winning projects in the Airtable custom blocks contest, a game changer for e-commerce spaces, his shipping block can take in an order record, retrieve shipping quotes from multiple companies, generate shipping labels from the selected quote, and even track shipments in progress. We discuss how he came up with the idea for the block, how the Custom Blocks API has changed over time, and a look to the future for custom development for both Typeform and Airtable. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I want to first start by saying congratulations um, for participating and being one of the winners in Airtable's recent Blocks contest. Thank you. Uh, I mean, congratulations to you as well, because I think you were part- We're not here to talk about me. <laughs> we're here to talk about you. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was definitely a nice surprise in a, in a fun email to receive, but uh, really, really loved the, the challenge and loved the competition uh, around this. And uh, I happened to build something that others liked. So it's great. Mm-hmm. I really liked it for everyone's um, understanding the block that you made, which won um, the contest, was shipping block. So would you mind explaining briefly um, what it did and how you came to make it? Yes. Um, so the whole idea was uh, trying to help people that were running small e-commerce shop and that were running the whole uh, back end of this uh, e-commerce shop on Airtable and mm-hmm. trying to give them a solution for them to manage the different shipment they may have. Yeah. Um, so uh, the shipping block helps you create labels uh, where you decide how big is the, the package that you want to send, where you send it from, where you send it to. Um, and then it creates a label that you can just print and put it on the package. And um, every now and then you can just check and see how, how is the delivery, how far he has been and where, where it is right now and if has reached the customer. Incredibly practical. But that is not the first thing that you've built. So let's start with how you came to find Airtable. So Airtable has been in, in the radar for, for a while. Uh, they're doing great stuff on providing to the community of the no-code community. People have been using it for a lot of backend and building a lot of apps around this. Um, I'm not an expert in it. When I see what people have built on the universe, this is totally crazy. I'm, I'm really a beginner on the, the way to use Airtable. And um, about a year ago, when uh, they were starting this project on the custom blocks, I got lucky uh, because my company, Typeform uh, got approached on like, hey, would you like to be interested to try our beta and be part of our launch? Um, mm-hmm. So I got to play with the early versions of what is the custom blocks now. Um, 
and then through this, uh, I get to learn more about what was their table, how people were using it, and which type of workflow that could be built on top of it. Um, and then when the, the contest came around, this is more me, my personal self, and I uh, wanted to do something different on it uh, and, uh, and play around and uh, actually build something for uh, the real people that are using it for real on their real projects. Great. So you actually made the Typeform block for Airtable. Yes. So were you chosen specifically or did you work part of a team? So my, uh, my role in the team, I'm a, I'm a developer advocate. Uh, so I'm helping people in our developer community at Typeform that want to build things on top of type, Typeform. Um, and so if you're not familiar with Typeform, we are a, a quiz and survey solution to build really international, um, interactive and conversational interfaces. Mm -hmm. And um, part of my role is also to go explore other platforms and see what it is to build and get our experience or get our data in those new platforms. So whenever there is a new platform that comes to us and say like, hey, let's build something together, I usually the one, the person that has time on the team to go explore and, uh, and try things. Makes sense. So um, Airtable has its own form view, but they're a little bit limited in terms of the amount of customization that you can do and the format that it might take as compared to other form services like Typeform. So um, when you were coming to try out the custom blocks beta, no one else had really seen it. And so you kind of had like this almost like private experience. And I'm, I'm sure your experience working with it, being one of the first block developers, um, helped shape where it is now. Did you interact with Airtable's development team and say, hey, I think we should do this. It would be easier to build blocks if we did this, et cetera. So the, the, the beauty of being an early adopter and an, an early uh, developer that has access to the beta version is that you have a really close relationship with the team. Um, so the Airtable team has been really uh, helpful and uh, they, were, they were looking for feedback. So anything that we can bring on the table and say like, this is where we get blocked, this is where we have issues, uh, they listen to this feedback. And I can see that the, the framework did a lot of improvement. It has a lot of improvement compared to what it was uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, the main one, and one of the things that was very frightening for me when, when I got started is everything around the UI, uh, because it's really, uh, the, the custom blocks are really a blank canvas. You can do anything that you want on it. Mm -hmm. And for a while, there was no UI components. Um, so I can make my own GeoCities type of things where it will be like very neon-like colors because I don't know anything about UI. Um, and I will just make poor decisions on UI stuff. But thanks to the UI components, now it looks like a complete Airtable experience. That's actually really interesting that you say that because when I started working with the custom blocks, the one thing that I came away from it with was, I'm so glad that they have these UI components because it feels like this thing that I'm building should have been part of Airtable from the get-go. And it made me feel like I you know, came closer to completing a, a true complete project. And so I can't even fathom um, doing all of this from scratch and just having to wing it in terms of UI design. That's actually really interesting that you bring that up. Well, I'm glad they made it because for me, it has been the thing of, again, I'm not a UI designer and I was, and I'm still a poor React developer, uh, still learning on the job. But uh, without this, it was too much to build and it was too much of freedom. And it was like, ah, 
I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, so it was a good way to narrow the possibilities and narrow uh, the UI experience we want to give to the users um, and uh, which type of things we want to build. So was that the first thing that you'd built in React? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably the, the, the biggest project that, I, that I've built, the 100% React thing. Yes, probably. Wow, okay. Well, congratulations, because you made one of the formative blocks, um, which kind of inspired everyone to start fiddling um, themselves with the, the custom blocks beta. And then separate from that, you then went again and made another incredibly useful block, which you know was so useful. It was one of 10 out of 100 some odd submissions. Very impressive. Um, so in addition to trying out different ways you can integrate Typeform with other services. What else do you do for Typeform? So as I said, as a, I'm a developer advocate. Uh, so my role is really to uh, trying to connect with our developer community. Uh, mm -hmm. Anybody that's interested to uh, either make their custom app, so only for themselves, or people that are interested to make plugins into uh, other ecosystems, uh, people that have a SaaS business and they're like, oh, we should build a SaaS plugin for our users. Uh, with Typeform. Um, so trying to help this community and um, make sure that their voice is heard into our product um, mm -hmm. and build a bridge between the developers, the customers, and uh, our product team. I was like, oh, this is what the developers are, do uh, are asking for. It would be great if you had these APIs. Uh, it would be great if we were pro providing this way of interacting with the responses. Um, so making sure that the developers are the third-party developers are heard uh, inside the Typeform product team. That's great. Um, it's, it's always rewarding when you're doing something like creating a custom integration or a custom plugin or in Airtable's case, a custom block. It always feels good to have that kind of backup support that you know that the company is listening and saying, um, we know our product isn't perfect out of the box. Here are the ways in which you can help make it um, you know, custom fit for you. Typeform have something similar in terms of a, a custom blocks beta where, you know, there's this infrastructure that they're building or is it just kind of free for all? Uh, not yet, not yet. We're not there yet. Uh, our shift to platform has happened about two years ago. Uh, so before that, we're like, we're really isolated. Like people are collecting things on Typeform. They do all the questionnaire there. Uh, and then they download their uh, data as a CSV. They export this into a Google spreadsheet, into Airtable. They do that through Zapier. But like our ecosystem was very siloed and our API was very um, tiny and, and, and small. And uh, about two years ago, we released a new APIs that let you do more things. So if you want to create forms, and this is an API we use on the Airtable block where uh, we'll, we'll let you create forms the API, we'll let you modify those forms, we'll let you change the themes. So now you have more and more things that are available via the API. Uh, but we're not there yet in terms of like creating something inside the Typeform product. Uh, okay. For now, it's really more the data out type of uh, workflow where like the data is in Typeform and you want to push this into Airtable, you want to push it to a MailChimp, you want to push it to other apps. Um, but uh, eventually in the future, we'll, we'll, we can open more surfaces in the product. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, as a form builder type of product, you are essentially collecting data for any number of purposes and um, data is only so useful sitting somewhere. And so it makes sense that kind of the, the focus is 
pulling data from Typeform and pushing it to other places like MailChimp. Um, do you have a personal favorite type of um, integration that you've seen? Oh, people have, have people have built a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy thing really. Um, doing a lot of different things. We have the typical things where people just like use it into their marketing automations. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, in the no-code space, a lot of people have used it to connect to an Airtable and then feed this Airtable into a mobile app. So we saw recently uh, people were using it to build an app uh, to uh, for plants. So if you have a lot of plants at home, you wanted to know like how often you have to water them, how uh, you should take care of them. The database was built on Airtable. And then mm -hmm. if you had questions, uh, you can talk to someone uh, via uh, a type form and you ask question uh, mm -hmm. regarding this this uh, this app and uh, this uh, this plant, um, and the whole interaction was happening on a type form. And then the question will go to an error table, uh, and then someone will pick it up and answer from you, to you. Um, so. There's like a lot of different connections. Uh, I think I get excited where all the different tools come into place and people build a, a very conversational exp experience. Cool. Um, I think I personally really like Typeforms um, as a form end user, someone who's filling out the form. I really like the interface that Typeform lets you have, the sort of one question at a, at a time methodology, um, keeping in mind user experience and making sure things you only need to see as much as you need to see at one time. Have you run into any issues with Airtable where you have so many different tables to sustain a, a type of integration that, you know, sometimes you might feel a little overwhelmed? So for sure, when we, when we built this, uh, we had no idea, uh, or we, we only had a limited vision of what people were using Airtable for. And uh, we're, as we were not heavy users, we only thought about certain use cases. Uh, but once we put it in the hands of people, we realized that people are building tables that had a thousand columns. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, my app was not ready for this. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's make sure we, we're ready to get more columns. Uh, let's make sure we're ready to have more tables. Um, and that's something that we, we didn't think about at, at the first step. Um, and so, might be quite overwhelming for the Airtable team to see how people are using the product, but also very exciting. I mean, I completely understand when, when making something like a custom block, you have sort of the option to hard code some values if you know you're building it just for this one base. But if you wanted something to have a wide use case like shipping block, you do kind of have to anticipate the different ways someone might set up a base and hopefully make it flexible enough to accommodate those different use cases. And when you're doing something on a deadline, like a contest, how did you, how did you get to a point where you had something that worked and then something that works for many people? So I will, I will say this is a general advice for, for hackathons. You take shortcuts and uh, I took some shortcuts into this. Uh, and specifically on the flexibility. Um, so I based the shipping block around the example that was in um, in the universe around the pet store on like how you run a, a really small e-commerce website. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I tried to mimic exactly how the tables are working, like a, a table for um, for orders, a table for uh, the description of items, a table for order line items. I try to mimic this. So right now it wouldn't work if people had another way of organizing their, their store. Um, 
And um, there's some stuff that I haven't taken into account, for example, uh, as well, where um, if you're thinking about shipping, it's important to think about the box uh, yeah. of where you're going to ship the stuff and how, how, uh, how much weight you're going to ship. And um, there is no calculation around this right now. <laughs> uh, but eventually, this is something we can do because this is data we have collected about each individual item. Uh, so we will know what are the different things that you have into your uh, shipping shipments and we'll then make suggestions around based on this. Uh, but that, again, that's something that depends on how people organize their, their own base and how they organize their own tables. Sure. Um, and, and, and so that's the thing where like also in terms of UI, like, um, and where the, the community and what others are building, uh, this is where we, we have to think we're like, what is the paradigm and how we ask this question? Um, is it always the question on, uh, just, like, like a mapping thing. Tell me in which column you have this information. Tell me where you store that. Uh, mm-hmm. is, there, is there a better way of doing this? I don't know yet. Yeah, I know. I know for me when I was building for both of um, I submitted two projects and for both of them, I used one of Airtable's templates for bases. So I didn't have to think about how one might set up something for, um, you know, a particular use case. So yeah, sometimes you just have to start from something that already exists and kind of just run into problems when you get there and then problem solve from there. Yeah. And, and, and it's good because you, you also encourage others to follow the same path and it's like, mm-hmm. don't lose yourself in all the possibilities of things you, you, you want to build. Just like copy the same base, copy these templates and everything will work fine with it. So we'll provide you some stuff around it. Sure. So do you want to show us? All right, let's do this. Yay. (laughs) Um, So let me show you first how the table is organized. And the whole idea was to run a dog store uh, where you buy stuff for your dog. Uh, And so we have different items. Uh, We have tutus because why not have a tutu for your dog? Uh, That looks really nice. Uh, We have awesome turtle neck. uh, And this is a friend running their own store for for dogs uh, called Mm -hmm. Woolwag. They do awesome stuff. So I just borrowed a a nice photo. Um, and then, so they have, this is the, the product base, uh, and then you can run into the gallery. This is like all from what I got into the, the template. So I didn't build anything around this. Just put some nice pictures. Um, they have clients. There's a, a table with clients, um, with the different detail address, where they live, where they, what's the email address. Um, and then they have orders. So there's another table with orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, tech, tech, tech. And then for each order, um, we have order line items. Similar thing for each thing that belongs to an order. Um, this is how we know what's going to be part of the shipment. Sure. And so now, as you are going into uh, the different orders, we have here a colon for a tracking number. So this is something that I added. And uh, once you launch the shipping block, the first thing it's going to ask you is going to ask for your Shippo API key. So if you're not familiar with Shippo, Shippo is like an aggregator of carrier, shipping carriers, uh, and it will help you manage all your subscriptions you have with USPS, DHL, FedEx, uh, and they will try to give you the best rate. And they're one of the best API around shipping. Um, and so I didn't want to build specifically for one carrier. Uh, so this is why it was interesting to, to build with a, with an API like them. Um, so you first put your uh, API key um, there. Uh, you, you give a name to yourself. What is the name of your company? 
you put where you're shipping from, uh, you decide where you track orders. Uh, so this is one of the, the question I had on like how we make this uh, flexible with uh, the way the bases are organized. Um, so we select this table, we select the line items, uh, the colon where we track the status and the column where we track the tracking number. And so now we're done with this and um, we have a couple of orders uh, that have already a tracking number. So we can go on it and it will give us some details. So we know we're shipping from San Francisco. In this case, it gets into Chicago for some reason. Uh, oh yes, because that was the thing. Uh, I don't have a real Shippo account. <laughs> so I had to play with test data uh, and uh, they have some hard-coded uh, status code. Uh, and this is what Shippo Transit is and Shippo Delivered is. Um, so sure. the, ad the addresses are not the real addresses that we have here, sadly. Um, so for them, they, they ship to Chicago, but it was a good way to have the different states of, uh, of an order. Um, and so here you can see all different steps that are happening to your order, uh, where they started from and how far they've been and where they are. Um, and then to make a difference, this is an order that has been delivered um, and you see all the different steps again. The last part was uh, once you have an order uh, and it doesn't have a shipping number, it was to create a shipping number and create this label. Um, so this is the, the way it looks. Again, I'm not good at UI, um, but you get a new shipment, you create a new shipment, uh, you find a colon for the client name. So here we have a client name colon. Uh, mm -hmm. We ship that to, again, we pick on the, on the colon. So we try to do the mapping only on columns that could be relevant um, and on a specific type. Um, and which column can in those line items? Here you have the details of the different uh, things you're gonna ship in this order uh, with the cost, the quantity things. Um, then you get a quote. And this is calling again now the Shippo API to be like, okay, I have this shipment from San Francisco to uh, Morgan Hill in California. Um, this is what's in the box, uh, how much space it takes. Tell me what are the prices. And here it gives you three different options, tells you uh, how long it takes, tells you what is the price and uh, trying to give you which one is the cheapest, which one is the fastest and which one has the best value. Uh, so you pick one, you click create a shipping label. And now here there is a shipping uh, number that has been added to your uh, listing. There is uh, the shipping label here, uh, which is an example uh, you can't real, really use this number yet uh, that you can just print and uh, put it on your package. And it has a tracking URL. And because it's a fake tracking URL, because this is a, just a testing number, it's not related to any packages. But in a real case here, uh, you can just go and find the package and see where it is. And, um, and I think that's it. And so now as you're gonna click on this, it will go through the same thing and uh, give you the, the real update. Uh, about this shipment. Excellent. I know we're working with test data, but it's very clear to me how you would you would in actuality be pulling from all of these different fields and cutting down the process I imagine it would take to get quotes from any of these major, you know, shipping companies. And depending on the size of the business that you're working with, um, sometimes you might be shipping locally and sometimes you might be shipping internationally. And so 
this is critical, I would imagine, from a systems operations perspective. Um, what inspired you to make this block specifically? Great question. Um, I think for me, I, I took the problem in a different way. Um, I, um, I look at the APIs that I really want to work with. Uh, I'm a developer and uh, I'm, I love APIs and there are some APIs that I didn't get a chance to hack with yet. Yeah. And Shimpo has been one of them for a while. I, I know they've been around and they were uh, doing great on the, the shipping industry. And one of my motivation was like, okay, what can I do with this? But I also looked at uh, examples of what people are building with their table. And one of the things they do is running this small uh, e-commerce shops. And um, that was a hinge that I had. I was like, maybe that's something that people could use. And to validate the idea, I asked on the, on the dev post forum or the, uh, the discussion part, I was like, are, do people use Airtable to run e-commerce for the listing, for uh, the orderings, for all the stuff? And uh, Michelle answered and said, yes. I was like, okay, then maybe there is something to do there. Uh, maybe there is a, a pain to solve. And, um, and imagine this is a... And I put myself also in the shoes of my, of my friend who is running this uh, dog, uh, dog wear uh, store where uh, they have to deal with thousands of orders. Um, they do that on another platform. They don't do that on our table. But uh, uh, what, what I would like to have if I was running operations on our table and I didn't know how to code, I didn't want to make connections with other systems. That was the inspiration. Great. I just like seeing things like this being made that kind of take away the headache for someone who doesn't feel like they're equipped to get in um, an API, um, even if it's a particularly friendly API. If you're not used to JavaScript or React, this might seem daunting to make. And I'm very pleased to see um, all of the things that came out of the contest, particularly because they're all open source. So um, from just a base level, so many great things have been made that you know you could just plug and play almost. Now there is, at the moment, um, the transition, I guess, of you make a custom block and you want other people to use it. They still have to install Node and React on their machine and run it to release into their own base. And that's a little bit cumbersome. But other than that, it's, it's so great to see things like these being made. And it's, st it's still the very early stage. Uh, it is. It's still in beta, so it's it's understandable. But I'm I'm waiting for the day where it's um, you know as plug and play as like the real blocks, if you will, the quote unquote, in the blocks library, or even something like the uh, Airtable universe. Eventually, I mean, if you've seen what they've done for bases and the templates and all stuff, mm -hmm. this is probably where it's going after and uh, what they're looking for. Uh, now that they have an ecosystem of blocks builder uh, there's definitely a, an opportunity for this so as someone who's seen it from its inception almost where there was no ui components and because i've built um, my own blocks i can recognize um, a box when i see one um, a box is a particular component so um, now that you've seen it in its current iteration uh, you know we're I don't know, six months into the public version of the custom blocks beta, do you have any um, wish list items for its next stage, perhaps for its final release or beta part two? I, I will say for what I've built, um, 
I haven't seen uh, any limitation. Um, one of the things that was that was a bit limiting for me, and um, I will go through this uh, experience again uh, here, was um, the I remember this this part that was the the recall. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, so like this is a UI that's given by your table. So you just yep. give them an ID, uh, if I remember well, an ID is somewhere in a table and it would just like give you this view. Um, I remember this was confusing and there's probably a better ways of, of dealing with this. And that's, that's something like, that's a feedback that I gave to the team. And that's something they were aware of and that's something they're probably already working on. Uh, but otherwise, I think compared to other platforms, it's already pretty advanced. Um, and mm -hmm. there, there are already a lot of things in place, uh, everything around, uh, dealing with the configuration. Um, so uh, if, you, if you haven't built a block, um, I can store all the settings into your session for you. I don't have to deal with database. I don't have to deal uh, with uh, having my own server for this. Um, mm -hmm. So this is very practical. Uh, this hasn't, doesn't exist on other platforms, so it's, it's a bit harder to use. Um, so I can say that this is pretty, pretty advanced. Um, I don't, so I don't think I have anything on the wish list. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, maybe I'm sure you do. Uh, but for me, for what I've done, I haven't been limited too much on it. And, uh, and again, I'm not, a, I'm not a heavy React user for it. So I do really basic stuff. Yeah. The only things I do in React at the moment are custom blocks. And I, I have a couple ideas, but I'm, I'm with you in that I, the, the few ideas that I have had, I was able to execute them. Um, in relatively short order. I mean, I started using React for the contest. And so I think, I know you didn't have that luxury for type forms block, but for the rest of us who just kind of started for the purpose of the contest, just the having the groundwork laid for all of these UI components and use records and, mm -hmm. and so many examples of use state um, for React, it, made learning React in general pretty easy um, or less daunting, I, I'll say. Um, having this is kind of like a prompt, if you will. So I, yeah. Totally, totally agree. Uh, for me, I mean, I'm a developer. Uh, I'm sure you, you've, you've done other development as well. But, and you know that React was on the side and this thing from the outside, it's, you don't know what it is. People are talking about this, but it's hard to find a real project. And it's definitely a good approach and a good thing to get started. I really agree on this. Uh, there's a good direction and there's a good tool set to get started with it. And it's, it's less daunting and less scary for sure. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that. <laughs> um, just, just excellent. Um, I really, really like shipping and I'm glad that it won. Um, Cause I, I remember looking like the, the period after the contest had ended and um, when winners are announced, there's, you can search. It wasn't, wasn't quite easy to find, but you could kind of find some things that had been submitted. And I remember coming across shipping and also TableBeat. I'm so upset TableBeat didn't win because it was so excellent. I don't know if you've seen it, but they- Remind me what it was, yeah. TableBeat turned your sheet into, it made beats depending on your, your column and row setup, and it was so cool. I was like, this has to win for wildcard, and I was so upset for them. Uh, I loved it, but I also found shipping, and I was like, this is genius, <laughs> of course. Of course you would, you would want this, and of course it would be a block. Um, and so 
I don't know. I, I, I appreciate that people were able to find those, well, of course, this should be a block type use cases and were able to execute them in relatively short order. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of things that um, they're going to be used, like things are going to come to mind very quickly um, that we have on other ecosystems. Um, things to check an email address, uh, things to add an email to uh, a sequence of, e of a marketing flow, like connecting with other things. Uh, mm -hmm. But there's probably a lot of, uh, of things around custom, custom blocks. Uh, some <laughs> things are really only for a specific company, a specific use case, uh, mm -hmm. and they're not really main for the marketplace because as you said, people have a really personalized and their own way of organizing data in Airtable. Um, mm -hmm. And so there's, there's probably a lot of work to be done on uh, consultancy on building custom blocks for those specific use cases. So I know I already, already asked if you had a, a, wish, a wish list, but going off of that idea, there are so many people who specialize in helping people with their, their specific use cases for Airtable as it fits with their larger ecosystem of all the different apps that they use. Um, when it comes to custom blocks, there will be um, developers who will want to make these customized one size does not fit all solutions. And from that perspective, as a de developer yourself, do you have any kind of like points that you think Airtable might want to look out for in terms of how do I make this system work for developers? Yes. Um, and it, it, it's actually a good question for, for me and the future of this project as well. Um, and probably that's a question also for you and the block you've built is like, what is the future of this after we've made it open source, after we, we put some effort into this? Um, can we distribute it? Can we monetize it? Uh, can we add new features to it? And, uh, and eventually, can we make a custom version for someone that's using it differently? Mm -hmm. um, and this is a question that all the different ecosystems uh, have had. Um, so if we look at something like WordPress, if we look at Joomla, if we look at other, other things like Shopify, um, they, they all have this type of, of things in a relationship with developers. Yeah. Um, on people that make something generic that will work for a lot of different use cases. Um, and then uh, people that are a bit more into the consultancy work and more in the agency work. Uh, and so finding a way to certify them. Um, that's, that's something I'm, I'm not aware of for Airtable. I'm sure they're already working with agencies in the general usage of Airtable. Uh, I don't know if they do anything around the developers yet, uh, but that's probably something they will explore. Yeah, um, I am glad you brought up WordPress because I think they, as you know, I forget what the number is, but they are, something like 10% of the internet is built off of WordPress or some very substantial number considering it's one platform, most of which is something that you could just use for free. And so there's this huge developer community and there's so many well-trusted um, plugins, which would be the equivalent of Airtable's blocks. And you know, you're able to push updates to a plugin quite easily, and then they could download and update it on their individual sites, the end users can. And so you bring up a good question, what if we wanna change something for the, the blocks that we've made? Because I already know if you've looked at, if you look at the things that I've submitted, that my setup for global config is odd. I, I will just say that. Um, 
and that I, that's something I could fix very easily, but what is the process of, you know, alerting all the other people who've already implemented it? Here's this updated version. You've brought up an incredible point. So that's, that's something that we'll have to figure out. Um, I, I can tell you because we're lucky with Typeform, we're part of the few blocks that are already distributed, um, that it's not an easy process on both sides. Uh, so we make changes, uh, but there is a, a whole a QA part uh, with the, the, the Airtable team because they want to make sure that uh, it's going to work well, it's going to work for all the different users uh, and in all situations. And th this is where they're really helpful and this is great to have a relationship with them on, on that side. Um, so there is between the time where like, I think I've made something that was working and the time it's actually released. Uh, this is probably a two weeks time period where it goes to different people in their team to check the code. Uh, so they, they do a code review, they do a Q, QA review, uh, and then it gets shipped and distributed to everyone that has the block installed. Mm -hmm. um, but that works well when you have just a couple of people in the platform and they have specific relationship with those uh, companies. Now that they, if they open the ecosystem, I'm not sure how that's gonna work and they're probably gonna find other solutions for this. Um, and I, there's currently, I don't think there's a versioning uh, for blocks. Uh, not that I'm aware. Yeah, so great, though. I think when you update your blog, you update for everyone. <laughs> when it's released for now, I think it's it's for everyone. Yeah, we have, um, it, it seems right now there's um, remix from GitHub. So, you know, all of the newcomers to the blog will get the most recent version as it appears on your GitHub. But I think the people who already have an installation on there, there's no kind of way to let them know unless you build into your block some kind of, you know, using GitHub's API, some kind of alert that's like, hey, there is a newer commit to that GitHub, and then there, there might be a way through that. But that seems like a, a lot of extra work <laughs> to do on a per I, block basis. I would just wait for them to provide this and uh, <laughs> eventually that will happen. <laughs> Agreed. I think now that, I, now that I've said it aloud, I realize that might not be <laughs> Uh, as worth it as it may seem. But once again, just very impressed um, that you were able to build not one but two of, you know, what I would call the formative blocks for, you know, third party developers and um, an inspiration to us all. Yeah, please, please don't. Uh, it's it's really uh, me playing with a sandbox and uh, being a kid and making some sandcastle, <laughs> and hopefully it doesn't fall down. Uh, this is this is just this. Yeah, well, I'm I'm hyping you up, man. You have to be <laughs> you have to be a little bit. You've made something great, not once but twice. Yeah, uh, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> but that's that's very nice. I, I'm really I'm very touched. Uh, uh, but uh, I want to encourage everybody to try this. Mm -hmm. um, it was my first experience with React. Uh, you shouldn't be scared. And um, definitely, and this is where this contest and the team at Airtable has been very helpful. Um, it helped me learn something new and gain confidence in my work. Um, so this is the the right platform to do it. I think. Great takeaway. Um, I recommend as well, everyone, while it's still in beta, come up with an idea and just start. Um, I'm sure you will get something um, out of it because it is, coding is a frustrating process. It's very particular and you really have to pay attention to syntax, but once you're, you're in it, um, it's very, very rewarding. Um, so yeah, go out and learn. Yeah, and if you're looking for ideas, um, 
there are a community, there is a forum uh, for, for Airtable community was like, oh, why don't you have this feature? Why don't you have this thing? Uh, and people on Twitter and uh, on the Reddit, there's a subreddit as well. Uh, that's very helpful where people ask for features. Um, and some of the things are not going to be built in Airtable because it doesn't make sense. So maybe that's something you can take as a developer and you're like, I want to solve that challenge. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will make a blog for those people. And you know that you already have some users. So this is also pretty exciting. Exactly. Um, that is an excellent, excellent way of going about it. Just looking at what are people like craving um, as, a, as a feature and starting from there and making that your idea. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and showing um, Shipping Block to us. And um, we will put um, in the description links so that we can see um, the project on DevPost. Um, is there anything else that you want to plug? Yeah, no, uh, th thanks again for, for inviting me. If you're interested to use uh, this uh, block, uh, please feel free to contact me. Uh, let's talk about your issues because this is just something I've made for, for this hack, but uh, I'm really uh, excited to talk about the future of this thing and how eventually we, we can turn this into a, a distributed plugin uh, for the Airtable community. Great, well, please let us know if you, if you make an updated version. You certainly don't have to, but glad we could see it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built On Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.